This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. In less than a week, Alabamians will not only be voting on state leadership positions such as governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and secretary of state, but also on 10 constitutional amendments. These amendments will be on the ballot this coming November 8th. 1819 News has put together links to the sample ballots for each county here in the state. So if you go to the website, you can have a better understanding of what is written in these amendments and exactly what you will be voting for in just a few days. Two large pharmacy chains have announced a settlement to national lawsuits over opioids. CVS Health and Walgreens will pay out $5 billion each, bringing the total to $10 billion for their part in the opioid epidemic. That would be because of their filling out prescriptions that should have been flagged as suspicious. Most of the nation's opioid overdose deaths were caused through the use of prescription drugs rather than illegal opioids. So far, with other lawsuits prevailing over the drug-making companies and distribution companies, there's been $50 billion paid out related to opioids and their destructiveness among American communities. State and local governments are recipients of settlement money when it comes to these opioid lawsuits. So how much the state of Alabama will get from this recent CVS-Walgreens deal is not yet known, nor exactly how that money will be distributed. A lockdown at some city schools in the Wiregrass region has now resulted in a suspect being arrested. The Elba City Schools were locked down for six hours following an online threat that was made. This occurred on Wednesday of this week. Special agents from the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency started up an investigation immediately, which led to the suspect being taken into custody. Coffee County Sheriff's deputies, as well as officers within the Elba Police Department, were on site at the school campuses during that lockdown. The superintendent of Trustville City Schools has officially resigned. The Trustville School Board of Education accepted Patty Neal's letter of resignation. The letter comes after all of the board members did vote to approve an amendment to Neal's contract that ended her employment at the school system. All of this comes just a month after a controversial death notebook was revealed to parents and resource officers. That death notebook was written by a student over a year ago and involved various names of students that attend that school. Some of the school officials knew about it but did not pass on that information to law enforcement or other school staff or, for that matter, parents. Niels maintains that she leaves the city schools in excellent condition and says that when the investigation is completed, it will become apparent that she did not know of the possible student threat until this past September 21st. Neil's original contract was going to be up in June of 2026. With this latest resignation, she will be paid until October of 2023. One board member spoke to 1890 News saying the deal came after negotiations with Neil's attorneys and the school board attorney. The Black Warrior Riverkeepers are starting another week of cleaning up the riverways and surrounding environment. The Hotel Indigo of Tuscaloosa is also partnering with the Black Warrior Riverkeepers to make sure that the community stays beautiful and that Tuscaloosa's drinking water stays clean. So far, dozens of trash bags have already been filled up with garbage and beer bottles retrieved from that area. A lot of fishing, boating, and swimming happens along the Black Warrior River. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, another interest rate hike comes from the Federal Reserve on Wednesday. 
There was a two-day meeting by the Federal Open Market Committee before that three-quarters of a percentage point increase was made. This is now the fourth consecutive rate hike with the same three-quarter of a percentage increase. Here's Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. At some point, as I've said in the last two press conferences, uh, it will become appropriate to slow the pace of increases as we approach the level of interest rates that will be sufficiently restrictive to bring inflation down to our 2% goal. There is significant uncertainty around that level of interest rates. Even so, we still have some ways to go, and incoming data since our last meeting suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates will be higher than previously expected. Our decisions will depend on the totality of incoming data and their implications for the outlook for economic activity and inflation. We will continue to make our decisions meeting by meeting and communicate our thinking as clearly as possible. The Hill is now the first media outlet to publish an opinion piece so very close to the midterm elections that questions President Joe Biden's competency mentally to remain as president. The Hill contributor, Merrill Matthews, compared the time that Donald Trump's mental fitness was in question while he was at the White House, and Matthews then concluded in his article that Biden's issues are substantively different. He says that at times Biden can be lucid and in control, and then the next time baffled and confused. Matthews predicts that more of this will increase if this is indeed a mental decline that's being witnessed, and he says Democratic leaders could use the 25th Amendment to force Biden to agree to not to run for a second term. He doesn't expect that to come from Vice President Kamala Harris. Matthews is part of the Institute for Policy Innovation, which is a think tank for limited government. Nicholas Cruz was sentenced to multiple lifetimes in prison without parole for the school shooting that happened in Parkland, Florida back in 2018, claiming 17 lives. Cruz was spared a death sentence due to three members on that jury not willing to issue a death sentence along with their guilty verdict. Parents of the high school students that were killed were outraged, and it showed up in the sentencing hearing. We listened to every witness. We saw every piece of evidence. It is heartbreaking how any person who heard and saw all this did not give this killer the worst punishment possible. As we all know, the worst punishment in the state of Florida is the death penalty. How much worse would the crime have to be to warrant the death penalty? And to spare this killer's life because he has mental health issues, doesn't every single person who chooses to murder people have some kind of mental health issue? It was extremely painful to hear all the horrific details of this massacre at our children's high school. Just to be in the same room as this monster who killed our son, Nicholas, and attempted to murder our son, Alex. This unbearable. One of the most disgusting and unprofessional actions that occurred in this courtroom was the defense team holding, touching, and giggling with this cold-blooded murderer. We found this to be so offensive to our family as well as our son Nicholas' memory. 24-year-old Cruz showed zero emotion during the testimony of those parents, as well as the sentencing coming from the judge. We're now learning more details about the security status of Nancy Pelosi's home in San Francisco, California, 
before the recent attack and alleged break-in by a Canadian man named David DePape, Capitol Police in Washington, D.C. confirmed that eight years ago, live video surveillance cameras were installed all around Nancy and Paul Pelosi's home. This was part of an effort to protect congressional members. Capitol Police officers were and are able to monitor the federal buildings in D.C. as well as the Speaker of the House's home in San Francisco in real time. And they were, in fact, aware of the police car lights on the streets outside of Pelosi's home this past Friday. However, they did not witness, nor are they releasing any footage of the actual break-in. The San Francisco District Attorney, Brooke Jenkins, was asked about the presence of a security system at a recent press conference in which she responded that there was no security present. The Washington Post is reporting that the Pelosi home security system would have been able to notify both local police and Capitol Police if anything was tripped. However, Capitol Police were never alerted by a break in the alarm. They could only tell that there were police there by the car lights on the live feed. What exactly happened and which narrative is going to be the truth? Well, your guess is as good as mine. Well, if you happen to use dry shampoo when you need a quick spruce up, you might want to rethink that. A compelling report has been released on the issue of these products about a month after a recall was issued for a few of those brand name dry shampoo products. This recent report shows that 7 out of 10 dry shampoo products still out there on the store shelves have been determined to have benzene present, which is a cancer-causing chemical. A laboratory in Connecticut conducted a randomized sample of all the 148 different types of dry shampoo on the market and found a 70% positive rate for the benzene. Nine of those products that were tested had 10 times the legal limit. The Food and Drug Administration says they are reviewing these latest findings. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks about a walk in Biden's world. Well, Iran right now is going through major unrest, which I don't mind. They should, because it started with the fact that a 22-year-old woman named Masa Amini died in police custody after not wearing a head covering. She was taken into custody, never came home. The country went ballistic. They've had it. The strict Sharia laws imposed upon the nation by the Ayatollahs, they've just largely had it. I saw videos of uh, people, in fact, I'm watching a video right now. There's a, there's a riot in Iran on the uh, right side screen there uh, on the wall. No pun intended, right side screen. But, um, but the, the riots are, are creating quite the distraction that literally over 200 people have been killed, 1,000 have been arrested. Um, and so it's believed that Iran, the, 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 the mullahs may try to stage some attacks to draw attention away and claim that they're doing so in retaliation for allegedly the West and Saudi Arabia, believe it or not, collaborating to encourage the riots. It's their own people rioting. I'm not saying that we don't have something in the background going, hey, go out there and riot. But the reality is it's the people that are sick of their own policies. However, a walk in Biden's world right now, yeah. We've been attacked multiple times here of late in just last month, or month before in September. Iran attacked northern Iraq with dozens of ballistic missiles and armed drones. You didn't hear much about that, did you? Too close to the elections for them to want you to know that there are ongoing attacks in the Middle East where there haven't been some before. You can listen to more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail 
on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 